Hello people and welcome back to the Bad Blood Podcast. I've got another good one for the day. Uh, it's a bit of a continuation from the last one. It's Christian Robert, uh, Christian Roberts from Spartan Bar Knuckle. Nadi choked there, sorry, excuse me. Uh, we're going to continue from the last one that we did. Um, we're still wanting to get to know a bit more about Christian's fighters and what they're about themselves uh, so I'm just going to introduce a sponsor before we get started it's New Hemp CBD and they've got all sorts of types of CBD products they've got vapes, balms, oils just they've got everything for you need that if you're needing CBD really uh, if you're suffering from anything like acne, psoriasis, anxiety, stress, insomnia uh, reduces the muscle spasms uh, anything suffering any sort of stuff like that head over to newhemp.co.uk and have a look at their online shop they've even got uh, lab results up on there as well uh, they've got a blog on CBD itself and um, we've got a discount code here for you as well it's plain and simple Lee in capital letters and that's for 15% discount and that's over at newhemp.co.uk um, like to give a shout out to Peep Magazine as well. Uh, Cliff's been very, very good to me over the years, so I feel it's right that I've got to give him a shout out. He's got a very good archive over at flickr.com forward slash Peep Magazine. Um, he's got uh, shot many footage over the years, uh, ranging from the amateurs all the way through to professionals, um, and that's in all forms of combat sport. To have a look at his photog- uh, his work on YouTube channel as well. He's got a channel on there. It's got some brilliant footage. Really, really done a lot for the Northeast uh, for combat sports uh, in the short space of time that he was delving in that. Uh, if you want to check out our merchandise as well, we've got hats, hoodies, t-shirts, cups, coasters, phone cases, posters, pillows, and that's over at tpublic.com forward slash Podcast. That's tpublic.com forward slash Podcast. And we've got, like I say, we've got all sorts. T-shirts, cups, coasters, hoodies, phone cases, posters, hats, you name it. Head over there and have a check out. Right, Christian, how are you? Really good. I'm just wondering whether I get a free goodie bag. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see if the we'll see if the sales boost up first, and then you can get yourself a hat, or even get yourself a hoodie if you want. There we go. <laughs> so we'll right, <laughs> right from the, uh, a bit of a con- obviously continuation from the last one. What I was wanting to get to know more about is. The, m- I want to talk a little bit more in depth of like the divisions in your uh, in your promotional company. Um, when we were going through them the last time, obviously we had to condense it down a little bit because we were running short of time. But what is the best ticket selling division in yours? Is it just like the same other heavyweight? I mean, yeah, the, 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 obviously there's always at any show, doesn't matter if it's gloved or bare knuckle or it's MMA, I mean, there's always a big thrill about the big boys getting in, isn't there? Oh, um, definitely. You know, they swing for the fences and boys. Uh, but I think it's, yeah, it's it's no dipping with us, mate. But the thing is, it's more, a little, I'm not going to say more exciting than heavyweight boxing or more exciting than heavyweight MMA, but there's a bit more of a buzz knowing that you put two 16 plus beasts in there and a referee in it. Yeah, 
Who's the top five? Who, so who's your top five? For heavyweight? Yeah. Right, at the moment, I would say... Do you know what? We haven't really released the rankings yet, so you're getting an exclusive here. Ah, um, see. First for everything. Go, uh, I would say you've got to go with your man, Michael Marshall, number one, because he's got the heavyweight title of the world. So. I've actually... I didn't even have him... Uh, already had him written up at the top. That's before we even started. <laughs> so, definite. You can't take that away from him, number one. Second, I would say DP Gold, who's going to be fighting him on the next show for the world title. He's got to be ranked two. Again, another unbeaten fighter. Uh, uh, we I wanted to put in here this heavyweight division. We've got a guy who's going to be coming into the heavyweight division. We've signed him from Norway this week. Oh, who's uh, that? Stanley the Viking. He looked at the handful, like, so uh, it should bring things up nicely. This is what we wanted. Um, so yeah, I'd say Marshall Gold. I'd say Corey Harrison's got to be up there. Really good scrapper. Um, and then and then you're falling into John Hutton's, the British heavyweight champion. I mean, it's six foot four, six foot five, and about twenty three stone. I've seen that guy. That man is a man mountain. Yeah, as a monster, man. You know, if you yeah. found him in bed with your mates when you come home, mate, you took him in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You'll be definitely creating him in, seeing if he's had a good time and giving him a couple of teas afterwards. Yeah, and... yeah so, and we've got, we've got again, I mean, he's an unknown quantity coming over from Poland, but we've ranked him at number five or number six. He's uh, Dominic Kowinski, the Polish Express. Again, what a beast, man. 20, 20 plus stoner and six foot four ish. You know, these are all big fellas, and when you put them in a small space, it can only end one way, and that's badly. And, and that's, that's a win-win for the crowd, really. What was the last guy you just mentioned there? What was his second name, sorry? Dominic Kowinski. What, has he fought by knuckle before, has he? Uh, yeah, over in Poland and stuff, and a bit of cage fighting and that, but again, he's going to be someone that comes over, he's looking to make a big statement, you know, and he's, I think everyone was kind of tongue-in-cheek with him and then put a video on of him hitting these pads and took his t-shirt off and I think people realised then that you know this guy you know I don't know whether he's going to be an absolute crack fighter or he's, he's going to be mediocre or he's going to be poor but either way mate he's going to take some shifting at 20 odd stone and 6 foot plus you know so again you put two guys in a small space like that it only takes the one yeah I definitely agree with that so who's the biggest threat out of all them to, to Michael uh, we've got another guy I should mention as well called Aaron Lamborn, who Michael fought last time. Wow, yeah, I've seen that. Fight that you know, so he's in there. We can't take it. I'd say the biggest threat to Michael right now would be Stevie Gold or, or Corey Harrison. Very, very good fighters, both from big heavyweight, big, fit, strong heavyweight. So there is. Did you say there's no easy title fight in BKB? But there's no easy fight in BKB. Yeah, I agree with that, definitely. It is a uh, very, very, very... It's a hard, 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 hard sport. Um, definitely agree yeah, with you on that. I've seen fights... I've seen fights where I could have been sitting in the audience with yourself. And <laughs> I'd have said, yeah, who's going to win this fight? And probably one of the guys has landed a punch for two rounds and looks like the elder man. And you'll put your mortgage on that guy losing. they come out next round and one shot changes everything. You know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> So, has is anything? How you got? Obviously, for Dominic, you've how you got a plan for him? Yeah, I mean, he'll come over. I'll match him accordingly with someone else having their first BKBs. I think he's had one BKB, so we'll match him with someone who's had a bit of gloved experience or cage experience. 
and we'll put them in and we'll see how he rolls. I mean, like I say, we, we touched on last time about the, the, the job. Well, you did said it's a really skilled art matchmaking and, you know, that art is made harder if you haven't seen the person fight. So it, it's going to be a trial and error, but I'll put him in with someone a little bit tasty and take a bit of a bang and, and we'll see where we go with it. You know, if he walks through that test easily enough, then it's fair to say that he can be stepped up a couple of levels, you know. Yeah, you did say about, uh, like we did touch upon on the last one, the matchmaking. People think that it's just a simple process, looking at that, that fighter, this fighter. No, you literally are. It has to be really, really, really thought out and planned, to be brutally honest. We're dealing with people's lives, aren't it, to be fair? Yeah. You know, and, and, I, and I wanted to touch on this without naming names, but you see some other promoters and you see them put these fights together, like a couple of our lads have left and gone to a different promotion now and, you know, with the greatest respect to them lads, we love them in Spartan, and we still do love them. But you know, they've got they've turned decided to cross the road and go through the thing. The thing that worries me is these promoters that signed them are taking them out of the pit and putting them in a boxing ring. Now, the reason them lads were in the pit to begin with is because they don't like to fight in the ring. But they've, they've chosen to go over, and I know two of the three fighters he signed off me haven't had any ring experience. Now, when they get in the ring, that's not going to be a brawl anymore. That's not going to be a toe-to-toe exchange. It's going to be a technician who's trained to fight all their life. So I do worry for the lads that have gone over because, you know, like you say in matchmaking, you, you, you've, got to, you've got to take it all into account. You can't just say, right, he's six foot, he's six foot, he can bang, he can bang, let's do it. You know, styles make fights, attributes make good fights. So, yeah, it's a it's, it's very, very tender minefield, but, you know, one that should be taken really seriously. Yeah, definitely it is. It's, you've got to be careful, and like you say, it's the transition. I mean, I've never ever fought in the BKB pit, or never fought in the Bills or anything like that. But I could imagine from trying to adjust of it, just because well, you, you can't move, can you? There's nowhere to. You're not going to be able to. How can I say it? You'll not be able to move on the back foot as much. You've got to trade. <laughs> you literally got to trade. Well, listen, listen, it's, 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 it's this simple. We coined a slogan. I did touch on it last time. And, it, and it's pretty simple, really. It's start fast or start last. And if you're starting last, you're not going to be in there long. You know, because these boys are coming to take heads off. You know, these, these aren't technicians. They're not interested in dancing around and throwing feints and doing that. Listen, they stand and plant the feet and they crack each other on the chin until one of them goes out. Yeah, that's a style like that's a, that's a, it sounds brutal, but that's what people pay to see. <laughs> well, to me, I, I spoke to a guy in America a couple of weeks ago and uh, he said I won't name him online because I do that saying we have conversations behind, you know, closed yeah. doors, but he is another promoter in America and he said to me, Holy fucking shit, man, I just watched your video. Is that fucking legal? <laughs> Fighting up here, we love, we love the football and the fighting. <laughs> love yeah, the football and the fighting. Are you, are you a Jordy or a Mackin? <laughs> we'll not utter them second, second word you said. <laughs> we'll not even <laughs> utter that word. <laughs> I've got 
honestly, I've got no hate or malice toward any person who supports Sunderland, but I will never be caught dead in that red and white, ever. No, 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 no I hear you, mate. Yeah, no. <laughs> I've always been a little bit of a secret. I've always rooted for Newcastle. I mean, my team, I get ripped to bits. I support Tranmere Rovers. Oh, it's a bit hard. No, I don't get if I join in football arguments on Facebook, they just say, fuck off, are you still in the conference league? <laughs> so, I can't really argue, but if it, I don't like to see Liverpool win it, but congratulations out there, all the Liverpool fans and winning the, the title after 30 years, that's brilliant, and uh, they should all have heads up, but if it's, not, if it's not United, I always kind of root for Newcastle. I've... I always liked Kevin Keegan, always liked Kevin Keegan. Oh, just an absolute god, and a yeah. very sad time when he left the second time. Uh, yeah. Very, very sad time. Uh, just to think of what's happened in that space as well. So, uh, Well, I don't know a great deal about how the fans feel, but I've got to read in the press and stuff about this. Is it Mike Ashley? Oh, yes. We'll call him the FCB. He's not well liked, well is he? So, no. You know, no. You have to ask yourself over time if all them fans don't like you, you know, are you doing the right thing, are you doing a good job, and clearly not. So See, this is why the past 13 years we probably were thirst for, like, thirst for fighting and were hunger for fighting is probably a, a majority has got a lot down to do with him because that man can make your irate with just one sentence. Um, that's yeah. the type of irritation level we're on now. We're, kind of, we're just kind of weird. Um, until we took over, uh, I, that's honestly, I cannot, I cannot stand the man. I, I, do you know what? I'm not a, I'm not a person. Um, a very changed person. I don't have a lot of hatred towards anybody, but that man, uh, that man stopped me from going to my football club, where I loved, to, I loved to visit St James's Park, and he's just a. No, we'll just move on. <laughs> we'll move on. He's honestly, I don't like him. No, not good. So, is a rich owner to come in. Uh, Newcastle are a sleeping giant. I mean, when, when Keegan had them and they were challenging with United and the title race, when Keegan melted down uh, in his interview, uh, he'd <laughs> love it if he beat him. Uh, I mean, the thing with Kevin Keegan is. He played the best style of football he could ever watch, but there was no defence. It was just attack. If you score four, we'll score five. If you score seven, we'll score eight. Yeah, that, that honestly, best. See, to me, football has—it's clearly changed. It's not—it's not a secret. Um, it, but to me, the football what I used to see when I was growing up, your Shiraz and stuff like that. Uh, it's just I didn't get that same feel that the players have got that same hunger, desire. Um, there's, no passion, there's no passion to pull the jersey on, is it? Yeah, that's what. Oh, it's just more or less what's what can I what can I get out of the club? How much can I get this? Um, obviously, understandable. Money makes the world go around. We all want the best deal, but you would expect if they were getting that type of money to at least play with a bit of passion and you know just well, I, had, I, read, I read an interesting quote online the other day by a former boxer Mike Tyson <laughs> uh, and he was asked about the subject of who's going to be the best heavyweight come the end of 2021 will it be will it be Tyson Fury will it be AJ you know will it be Wilder will it be then Tyson went you see the thing is in the 80s and, and early 90s I was a born killer these guys are businessmen 
<laughs> that's a, it, it, see just people from that era to see that era was probably the last well see I'm not I'll not say the last of the greatest but do you know like you're just tough rugged like your 80s boxers just tough tough like, men in the, in the 90s we were spoiled because in the heavyweight division we had Tyson Olafield Lewis we had them all in the middleweight yeah. division you had Ben Eubank Collin uh -huh. listen mate it's all gone Definitely, a hundred percent. I mean, I, me as a huge boxing fan and being like working in the industry, I was striving and hoping when Macklin, um, oh yeah, man, when Macklin Barker Murray, when they could have had their little triangle fight of fights, I was devastated that none of them happened because I thought that was that could have brought some type of hype up from back in them days when you had the Baines, Watsons, Collins, Eubanks. I thought it would have just brought a little bit of that nostalgia, like nostalgia feel to that. Like I'm not group. even, I'm not even, um, I'm not even excited really about anybody coming through. But however, I did see a kid last time out. I've been hearing a lot about him from Newcastle called it Lewis Ritson. Oh, uh, he's a very 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 good fighter really really good fighter we've got some excellent fighters coming through but it's to me I, I don't think the opportunities is there for them as much as them obviously would clearly like to but um yeah lewis is a really really good fighter we've got another another guy from uh, over in sunderland it's josh kelly um, he's a fantastic boxer as well. He's absolutely brilliant. He's with Adam Booth. He's really, really good. Um, we'll I've not seen any bit of him yet, but I've seen Ritson's last fight against the Scouse Lab. Um, uh, Robbie Davis Jr. Yeah, mate. Ritson is a different level, Ritson. He's a different uh, level. See, when he fought for the European title, uh, yes, I do I don't know if he was expecting to just go in there and steamroll him again, um, but that to me something was off that night with Lewis. Um, I would like to see him get that fight back, but um, yeah, I, I really do. I think Lewis's style. Well, he gets called the Jordy Golovkin. <laughs> no, no, listen, he's heavy-handed. He's accurate. He's fast. Listen, he's got he's got the attributes. He's got the grit, and so he, he, he's he's going to be a big star in the future. He's got a really good pedigree as well. He's done really well in the amateurs for himself as well. Um, he boxed on a... Uh, Any fighters, really. Yeah, definite. Um, I don't think he was as, like, as successful as like some of, like, for instance, Brad Saunders, how he had a very flourishing amateur career. Um, I don't think he was anywhere near that level, but he did have a very good, successful amateur career at Lewis. Um, really good fighter. I was tracking another fellow from the northeast. I can't rightly remember his name now. Um, Travis. Is it Travis Dickinson? Oh, Travis. Yes. Um, actually, uh, off the radar. I haven't seen him for a long time, but I was tracking his progress, and he looked a really tasty fighter. I had, a, I had the pleasure of meeting both him and um, John Lewis at well when I had my only amateur fight. Um, I had a fight through at Berkeley. Uh, boxing club and well it wasn't actually at Bertie Boxing Club but I fought a guy from there um, it was at the Lancastrian suite 
Um, it was a good night. Um, I ended up stopping the kid in the second round. Um, I ended up saying, as I was coming down the steps out of the ring, I ended up saying uh, Travis and Lewis, uh, John Lewis there. So I ended up grabbing his, um, grabbing his autograph. But I actually ended up later on, years later, I ended up uh, interviewing John Lewis Dickinson for um, Boxing Pulse, the old uh, magazine that I used to work for. He's a really nice lad. Really, really, really nice lad. I do believe Travis was meant to make the transition over to BKB, but I didn't hear nothing else after that. Well, that's why I was checking him out. I heard he was going to have a go. And, you know, I, I looked at his style and that. God, he's made for it. Um, but, yeah, I kind of love touch. And, uh, I haven't really heard anything of him for the last year or two, so I don't know what that there, but... Yeah. If he's listening to the podcast, there's always a chance to jump in the pit, mate. Eh? <laughs> I was just about to say, I was just going to bring him back into the, uh, into the pit. What what else is your, what other division would you say is the best ticket seller? I'd say at the moment, with us being the only company doing it, it, it there isn't, I, I don't think I've seen a written, I've done one or two, yeah, 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 I'm not going to say, because I would never disrespect the fighter, anyone who climbs mm-hmm. over the ropes, okay, into the cage, into the pit, mate, got balls of steel. You're uh, definitely a 1,000%. Over the, over the 100 odd fights, I've only seen three or four that have been like, you know, you, 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 you finished and I thought, what, I paid fucking, I paid all that money for that? Um, yeah, but I think there's only been a handful of those, mate. I, I think the, the, the best divisions at the moment, the light heavyweight division. You got Marty Barnes, mate. I'm telling you, this kid's destructive. Um, Richard Ben, you, you've got Josh Fisher, world light heavyweight champion. You know, you've got some really, really tough kids in that division. The heavyweight divisions, we probably, and I'll stand by these words. And if anyone can prove me wrong in the BKB world, bring it. I believe we've got the best heavyweight division. Right now in BKB bar anybody. Yeah, that's that's a bold, bold, bold and brash statement. Bold and brash. These lads that we've got, and I'm adding all the time. Like I say, the kid from Norway. Uh, I'm going to add two more signings this week. I'm going to add a Russian and another Pole uh, to the heavyweight division as well. Ooh. Just starting to bulk up the heavyweight division now, ready to do this ultimate pit fighter in January. So I've got enough heavyweights to put in that house, you know? Yeah, I cannot wait for that to see that. That is going to be very good. Good watch, that. It'll be decent. But, well, I mean, to go back to what you're saying, there's a bit of a buzz about there's a collision course coming with Tony Meehan, who's the world lightweight champion right now. He's going to, he's three fights, three wins, three stoppages. Can I just uh, give a shout out to Tony? Because he, he's followed what, on all of the platforms and uh, I'd just like to say I've been watching some of his YouTube videos. So, Tony, if you're listening, keep up the good work, mate. I've seen you train, man, uh, doing your stuff. Keep it up, mate. Yeah, well, that's the thing. He's going to fight TJ Henry in the next the next show and that's going to be a brutal fight too, by the way. Who was that again, sorry? Pardon? Who was that again, sorry, Christian? Defend his world lightweight title on Spartan 7 uh, against TJ Henry, right. who's ranked number two at the moment in the lightweight division. Uh, you've got Erno ranked number three. You've got Robbie Anderson ranked two. Uh, there's a real big buzz at the moment that if, you know, Tony comes through this fight, okay, he goes on and he will meet Robbie Adamson for the world title on Spartan 8. And that is a fight that everybody's Ooh. waiting to see. 
So that's and the Devon, I've got to say, your man Michael Marshall is fighting Stevie Goldham. The whole of Britain are waiting for that fight. Yeah, I can't wait for that. I haven't. I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen much of Steve Gold, but I, I do. I like Michael's fighting style. I like his tenacity, and another reason. Stevie's more you. You think? I mean, what makes set Stevie different from other heavyweights in Britain is Stevie's got the ability to think calmly while being smashed in the head. You know, and he, he kind of has these big bowling ball shoulders that he lifts up, and it's hard to hit him on the chin when he put covers up. You know, and that's he's a, a clever thinking fighter, but that's he's a, a bad great asset. And he can fight him for that foot, but he's gonna have to because, as you've seen, Michael Marshall comes out two hundred mile an hour. Yeah. So. Uh, another reason I like Michael Marshall as well is because he he, he likes one of my favourite fighters of all time, Jack Dempsey. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Dempsey. Oh, uh, absolutely. My favourite of all time, my favourites of all time are Chris Eubank influenced me quite a lot as a kid. Um, and seeing him while I was reading his book on the sea frog, got to sign it was a bigger. Um, and and um, I would say favourite but Arturo Gatti is one of my favourites uh, yeah what he did not deserve the end he got mind you know what I was I was watching it the other night on YouTube it's the first time I've watched the full feature length documentary and the whole thing stinks it does it does it was it's it's bad crack it's I, he was definitely murdered 1000% just the way well, like, like his, his manager said, you know, uh, I, I know Naturo for 20 years and I never heard the word suicide come out of his mouth, ever. When would Arturo Gatti quit? <laughs> I mean, them Mickey Ward fights have got to be the best in history in the trilogy stakes, haven't they? Oh, honestly, brilliant body body puncher. Absolutely fantastic body puncher, Mick Ward. <laughs> I see. Them, them. I mean, I put a post up the other day with the, the trilogy award and uh, Gatti on and said, find me another trilogy that matches it. I mean, you can argue of Riddick Bowen, Olifield, but oh. listen, it, 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 it was a different class. It was a different class, what Gatti and uh, Yeah, I was just about to say the boy Holyfield was there, were good. Um, have you heard of a fighter called Edwin Valero? Yes. He, uh, didn't, he, didn't he die young? Didn't he? Wasn't he unbeaten after about twenty-eight? Right? He was unbeaten, but um, he was years prior. He was in a motorcycle accident, and yeah. he was he like had a really really bad fractured skull, so he had metal plate in. Now we yeah. didn't know if this is the what caused him to have these sporadic like outbursts and stuff like that. But he ended up killing his missus. Um, and then tacking his own life in jail. That's it. I did. I did. It was only about two weeks ago that I actually fell across him. I was watching a bit of him. I couldn't remember if he died or he. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, but he, I know he was unbeaten and he would have been a world star, wouldn't he? he would, if you have a look, at the, if you type in when you've got five ten minutes, type in Max Boxing on YouTube, Edwin Valero, and you will see him manhandle. Like Morales, them all in sparring. He, the man was so heavy-handed. What a talent he was! It was ridiculous. He was he touted to fight Manny Pacquiao because they were both promoted by Bob Arum, but yeah. unfortunately that never come to fruition. Well, the, the Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather fight was going back to what we were saying. Before. 
before about disappointing fights in the pit. That's got to be one of the most disappointing fights of all time, in my opinion. It was very, very, very disappointing, but me at the time, I was devastated because I'm a huge Pacquiao fan. Um, I love boxing. I do and shit on here and no boxer. Um, but I am going to be, be brutally honest. Every time Mayweather fought, I, I, I did want him to get beat. But what could we all expect from that fight? Because Mayweather just done his thing. Yeah. The thing is, Mayweather, you know, people slate him. And, and I'm one of them because mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer he calls himself the best ever. The best ever, in my opinion, was Muhammad Ali. Now, that wasn't because of uh, anything other than his fighting style. He yeah. was an entertainer. When you bought a ticket to watch Muhammad Ali, you were entertained. Now, turning up and doing just enough and staying out of arm's way and just winning by the odd point in there, to me, is an entertainment. It's fucking boring. Yeah. So, on that grounds alone, I wouldn't call Floyd Mayweather the best ever. On his record, you would have to put him up there. And on his achievements in his weight divisions and different belts, you'd have to put him up there. But for entertainment value alone, no, no, it's not my bag. Yeah, I like pretty boy Floyd over money Mayweather. Um, I think Mayweather in his early days was absolutely sensational, uh, phenomenal talent. Um, but yeah, it's... it's Entertainment value with zero to none. People appeared basically near the end of his career. To seem to get beat, if we're going to be brutally honest. Um, Again, styles make fights. Yeah. And I believe you only see the best of a fighter when a style comes up against him that he struggles with now. With yeah. Floyd Mayweather, when he fought Pacquiao, we watched him for years. They were both past the best, in my opinion. So he knew he had to stand off and just weather the storm. With Ricky Hatton, He's seen the best of Floyd Mayweather because he was being attacked with no rest. Yeah, definitely. It did, it, like the Castillo fight. I mean, I know people. Yeah. Some a lot of people. Yeah, I was just about to say that. A lot of people say that Floyd got beaten that first one. Um, I'd, I would have to go and rewatch the fight over again, but I think I, I had. I, would, I was just about to say, that if I remember correctly, I had it either a point and two for uh, Floyd, but I'd, I'd, I'd have to re-watch the beginning of the fight because I didn't pay great attention to the uh, uh, like earlier rounds, which was where the main stuff was happening. So. Yeah, I remember him getting beat in the Olympics, and that was a fucking disgrace. Really. I'm trying to think of that guy's bloody name. Because uh, he was doing the rounds on Twitter the other day, like the last man to beat Floyd Mayweather. Um, yeah. Did some uh, something or something? Wasn't he? Wasn't he Korean or something? He was from, I think he was from Bulgaria. Um, oh, I'm sure he was something of. Ah, oh, let's get this right. Just having a look, yeah, because I can't really remember the. Right, it was by the power of Google. Um, if it decides to load, like it was some Bulgarian. <laughs> I definitely know it was a Bulgarian. I just can't remember the guy's name. It was the same way. Uh, 
kids he never landed a fucking glove on me where we're all through the fight <laughs> it was the same as uh, the Roy Jones Jr semi uh, final uh, the semi final that's who I'm on about not Floyd Mayweather I'm on about Roy Jones Jr at the Olympics in Seoul uh, that was disgusting that it was just <laughs> it's still the worst decision I've ever seen in a boxing ring I tell you who's was pretty bad but not to that like to that extent um, Joe Joyce Jr he should have had a gold medal at the Olympics in Rio yes he should as well and I'll tell you another one as well now he was he used to be a friend of mine until um, he went and worked for the enemy but had a friend called Robin Reed mm. um, and I still say to this day he fucking beat Calzaghe <laughs> actually I'm quite a big fan of Robin Reed to be brutally honest I am yeah, mate. He, he was a point behind with three rounds to go and boxed his ears off for three rounds and lost. And Carl Zaghi's been in a couple of them. Yes, that that Hopkins fight that was a very close fight as well. Um, yeah, he has. He's had a few. But yeah, that Robin Reed fight, mate. And I know Robin. I know if he's listening as well. But I know he still he still believes he won that fight anyway. Because uh, when them close fights are close, if you, you feel grieved because you put all that hard work, you put the dedication, you've made the sacrifices, and then for, to hear that, you're going to be damn right distraught. <laughs> Come on, mate. Uh, it's a killer. But yeah, uh, to go back on, on the, the, the weight division, I just think at the moment, there's a, the, what I've tried to do is I've tried to create buzz among every division now if you go to the lightweight division there's a buzz about Tony and Bobby meeting there's a buzz about other lightweights that are coming into the division as well like Jordan Clements and other other fighters Jake Green and a few there's buzzes about him you go to the middleweight division there's Darnell John I mean there's a big buzz about him at the minute um, again two fights two wins there is only two fights to date and the two people he's beat are seasoned pros in the bare knuckle and he's stopped them both quick who um, is your most so Because you said he's he's a brother, isn't he? He's got a brother whose fights as well. And he holds the British title. His name's Dwayne John. And um, we've got, um, you know, his older brother who's, who's younger being going for the world. Now, but I think that the plan is for Darnell is he's going to capture the world title, probably defend it once while his brother tries to capture the European. Oh, right. Um, and I think then Darnell will then move up. I mean, it's a crazy story, Darnell. He walks around at about 15 stone and he fights at 12 to 13 stone. Bloody hell. Crazy. So when he gets in, he's got the power of a, maybe a light heavyweight, and he's cracking folk at, at 12 and a half, 13 stone, and they're feeling it, you know. So, like I said, I think he'll win the world title, try and win the world title. If he wins it, he'll probably defend it once, and his brother's creeping up behind him. Obviously, we are going to keep those two separate. You know, you don't want to see brothers fight any sport. Nah, that's that'll be still. That's a good. It's uh, still a good plug. That's still a good sound point, Martin point. That having two brothers as champions. Well, that's it. And then you know you go to the super middleweight division, and you've got you've got Jamie Henry, who's fighting for the world title next. He's been British champion again. He's three or four fights, all four knockouts as well. And he's going to be fighting Jacob Williams, who you guys watched against Robbie yeah. Robbie Adamson. Yeah. Uh, you know. That was, by the way, both got broke jaws in the first round. Both right. come out in the second round. I need to get him for the first round. What weight is this again? Sorry, Christian. 
that, that'll be a super middleweight that super and then middle. you know like I said we touched on the light heavies the only division that I'm struggling with at the moment is cruiserweight so if there's any 15 to 16 stoners out there that fancy jumping in an 88 pit and absolutely fly or die get in touch man where can they get in touch with you Christian? Facebook uh, Spartan BK Fight Club or Christian Roberts on Facebook uh, you'll see the Spartan badges in picture um, any of those outlets uh, Instagram Christian Roberts 29 inbox that I'll be cool um, anybody anybody fancies it you know we can kind of put you on the new blood shows get have a look at you and then put you on the big shows if you're good enough you know but that is definitely a division we really struggle with moving back on to the super middleweights you said you've got uh, is it Jamie Hendry against uh, Jacob Williams what's your other uh, contenders in that division Smith, very good fighter. He's ranked number two. Uh, he's injured at the minute. He's out. So number three fights number one. How many fights has uh, he had? That's the other thing as well. In any weight division, when you come to a Spartan show, we've got two front runners emerging. There's no fucking out about. There's no politics. You get in and you dust it up. See who's the best. Yeah, Plain that's it. Um, you know, so yeah, there's some Reese Roadhouse. There's some, you know, there's a few really big names. The super middleweight division, the lightweight division, the middleweight. The light heavy uh, and the heavy are all buzzing. They've all full of talent and they've all full of competition as well. Who's your most experienced fighter out of all the divisions? Uh, experienced. Gary Gunner, Furby. Yeah. And is but Gary going to make Is he going to make a solid Gary, comeback? at some given point in the future we don't really know because Gad has had more retirement than you know, a lot but we'll see how he feels but as, as inexperienced fighters we're a pretty new company we've took fighters on but there isn't many fighters with us we've had their knuckle before especially in a pit right. um, of course we've had fighters who fought in ring BKB and stuff like that but I would say the most experienced BKB fighters we've got right now obviously Michael Marshall being a traveller has yeah. had a lot of better you know, and obviously Stevie Gold has fought at Raging Bull, he's fought at BKBTM and he's fought for us and, you know, all different companies. So he's had quite a few battles as well. So they're pretty much the most experienced one we've got at the moment. Right, cool. So, is, is there any plans for the guy, sorry, I'm just going back here. Your new guy, Dominic. Is it going to be literally a fight to get him in, then head for the title, or are we talking two, three fights away, or are we going to try and get him in for a British title? Everybody's at a different level, so, you know, I'll probably bring him over, and I'll probably put him in with a guy who's had one, or maybe having his first as well. I mean, we've seen him on the pads, we've seen him hitting the bags, mm-hmm. and listen to music. He's a fucking brute, but the pads and the bags don't punch it in the fucking nose. Yeah, that's it. So, you know, so we'll put him in the pit and we'll put him in with someone who's had one or maybe having the first, but maybe had a bit of a gloved or cage experience and we'll assess him. And you see, the thing is, we'll sit and watch him and then I'll know then. Like, I've got other fighters who've had one fight, one win, and they've done it impressively. But that doesn't mean I've got to throw him in the top five and then start throwing him in the deep end, you know? Yeah. I kind of like 
aggressively set the lads up and you know like for one instance I've got a mate who lives in the same village as me in Cheshire and his name's uh, Tom Blakeman now he had his first lightweight fight last time out and he beat a guy who'd had three fights so right. when, I, when I matched him for the next show in Newcastle and he said to me how come you haven't stepped me up to like top 10 contest? I said listen mate you need to be stepped up gradually so last time you fought a guy who fights on the back foot and you beat him this time I'm gonna I'm gonna match you with a guy who, who pushes you, who, who pushes you for full three rounds, and he's on the front foot looking to take your head off. And then once I've seen both sets of how you can fight, I can start stepping up in class slowly. That in the ideal scenario, that's what it'll be. But if the guy gets in and he's decapitating people, then he's gonna have to get put straight for front the queue, wouldn't he? Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, what's the shows after Newcastle? Well, we've got we've got Spartan Seven. We're expecting that to go in the next four to six weeks, I reckon. Hopefully, with all being well said and done. If not, oh. I'm hearing that BKBTM have named that the O2 have said they are having their first show on the sixth of September with a full crowd. So full it's crowd. Good for, for the gander. So we'll be having Spartan Wars if that's how it has to be. If we can get it before, we'll have Spartan Seven in Bradford, then Spartan New Blood, then Newcastle in August, or if it has to be pushed back September. And then after that, we'll be back in Bradford for Spartan Wars 8, where we'll have the heavyweight prize fighter, eight men. Three, if you win three fights in one night, you walk away with five grand. You know, yeah. so that, that's going to be pretty good. And we'll have seven title fights apart from that. So there'll be seven fights, uh, eight title fights, sorry. So there'll be seven fights in the prize fighter tournament. Then there'll be eight title fights, so 15 fights we'll call, we're going to call that. Just destruction. We'll, we'll, we'll be having that in Bradford and hopefully if we can plan it down we'll get another one up Newcastle before the end of the year if not then we'll be back in the end of January in Newcastle definitely if it takes off good and it goes as well as I think it will we're already virtually sold out Right. so all we've got to do now is put the show of our lives on which my boys bring with so you know we're pretty confident of that and I'm pretty confident the guys we've got coming on the show from Newcastle well known names and are there to entertain you know I bet you're sick of your inbox messages just pinging away with fighters. Can I get us a fight? Can I get us a fight? <laughs> Mate, I don't think uh, I don't think I've had a day off for about two years now. Um, I even went down the river with my partner the other day and had a bit of a picnic and, and bits and bobs, and you know, and, and we bumped into one of the fucking fighters, so uh, we ended up. <laughs> <laughs> So it, 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 it never leaves you, mate. It's it's constant, twenty four seven. You know, you still talking a lot. So. Oh, uh, that's a, like that. Uh, the worth work ethic, worth. It's obviously paying off, paying off big time. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there now. We're starting to be on everyone's lips, you know. And um, like I say, I've, I've announced this week that I'm going to be announcing another six or eight fighters this week. A couple of heavyweights, a couple of light heavies, a couple of middles, a couple of lightweights. Let's get this fucking thing cooking, you know. So when this flag lifts and we have these shows, it's going to be an unfolding storyline, and I hope everyone gets behind us, you know, because I think what we're bringing is really exciting. I think it's a breath of fresh air away from the ring, you know. So yeah, let's just hope, let's just hope it continues. And, and I'm really, really, really I'm hungry to succeed in, in the northeast because I know you boys really love a scrap of there. So yeah, is is that where predominantly you're going to be aiming the majority of the shows in the year uh, is Newcastle? Well, it's going to the main shows are going to be Bradford. Main uh, shows Bradford. But the Spartan Wars Tyneside, I own that company uh, with Gary Furby. It's a spin-off of mine. Obviously, it's a, a franchise. But we're hoping to be having at least four or five shows a year up the northeast. 
and is that right uh, for right and is that for because you did say obviously you had like a network of how you can progress from one company to the other is that well uh, Newcastle is successful Bradford uh, New Blood is successful obviously we're going to be opening the Midlands London you know there's four branches so if all them four are running successful next year I will take the main show to each of those destinations to do my four shows for the year with the main professional sound fighters so at least they get to see the main show once a year in all the four destinations so would, have you got any plans for say like um, two fighters from like a Spartan Wars tank side to fight on like a main Spartan Wars show and vice versa just to pull in like obviously a, a bit more crowd obviously with the more familiar faces I've just I've just signed a huge name from Newcastle I can't announce it yet because the contract doesn't come back but when I put him on people will start taking notice what we're looking to do is the fighters in Newcastle the fighters in Bradford uh, New Blood the fighters in the Midlands eventually and the fighters in London eventually they will all fight on them shows but the cream of the crop and I will go to each show and the guys who are doing the best and the guys who look like they are Mr. Pay-Per-View they will get on the big time mate. if you are good if you fight good enough you are on the good shows and you will get the, the you know the contract they good shows Newcastle's going to be fucking banging but the main shows I mean that we're going to make professionals out of mm-hmm. the, the guys on the Newcastle shows who are shining and the guys on the New Blood shows at Midlands and London eventually the main shows will be made up of some cracking athletes have you got any plans to take this international or European, uh, to, like over in America or in Europe? Yeah, we're deep in talks in America now. Um, I'm about, I reckon I'm about four weeks away from announcing something huge. Um, as for Europe, we've been asked to go to Sweden. We've been asked to go to um, Italy. Mm-hmm. So all, all things considered, I think the main aspects for us at the moment is let's conquer the UK. Let's get, we've built a good fan base from the, the foundations from the beginning. So we've got a good following. We're selling shows out. So let's make it popular over here. Let's get a real good following. Let's get the best athletes we can get. And then let's go and kick everyone's balls in. You know, let's go Europe. Let's go America. And let's show them what you know, British BKB is all about. Yeah, because I've seen as a, well, yeah, the, obviously the main company in America, they're obviously starting to get televised and stuff like that, but I have seen obviously other companies starting to branch out, like small little outlets. I just thought it would be interesting to see like a cross-promoted fight because I think something like that could be successful. 100% I mean, I was on a podcast in America, um, give a shout out to Secure Armstrong in America, over in Florida hope you guys are safe and she runs a, a program a podcast called Boxing Zappy and it's a, all that big thing in America and they are connected to that big company you're talking about yeah right you know when they went to them on there the other week and that they're really excited for us to come over and, and, and I said to them you know a, a dad of 5,000 I'll touch on again you're a shit out you know signing contract and running off saying we'll sign a contract to buy you he owns a company called Backyard Brawling now we were going to take the pit over and give those guys a, a scare but he seems to enough but when I spoke to Sakura she said you know I spoke to a lot of the fans in America and they're watching your you know your, 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 your footage on YouTube and stuff and they're really excited about you coming over and stuff and I just think it's a breath of fresh air mate it's something absolutely different to what you're going to go and watch in a ring yeah definitely a thousand percent 
like I say, I had one of my friends, he's, I, I don't see him much now because he's moved away, but he's actually fought on your show. He fought your guy, John Hutton. Um, it's, it's, he's, yeah, Mike Lord. Um, he's, he's had loads of bare knuckles, um, but it's just totally different, like you say. The, the feel of it, I think there's like a, a bit more genuine respect between the crowd and the fighters. Um, I, when I witnessed that, I felt that um, at the show in Newcastle, um, it, it, just the respect level was, the, the fighters were trying tre- like gods. I mean, the respect that was shown to what, not just the top fighter, but even the little known fighters, when they're seeing them wrapped up. Well, you know, like, the things that I loved about our last show was, we, like I said to you, it's been a tough climb for us to get here. Yeah. You know, and we're starting to enjoy it. But what really brought a smile to my face on the last show was, not just that it run right for a fucking change, but it's, when it, when, it, when the show was over and that, and I went in the bar after to get myself a well-earned drink, you know, this, there's fighters mixing with fans standing in reception having drinks with them and having the pictures took and you know a couple of fighters come over to me after and I said you know what the fucking level of respect that the fans have shown us tonight is absolutely amazing I said the level of respect that you've shown each other is amazing you know uh, we've never had a bit of trouble at one of our events we've never had so much as a fight in the crowd or anything you know with all the lads you know with, with, with exception to Aaron Lamborn and Michael Marshall's last fight was not a lot of fucking love us there, right? So, but <laughs> apart from that, he always, all the lads, you watch any of the fights on YouTube, you watch them all, I don't tell them what to do. After the fight, they embrace, they, they hug, you've just shared an experience that you're not going to share with many people, you know? Yeah, that's, that's definitely it, because, like I say, when I was, <laughs> this was a, like a few years ago, um, it was when it was in the B bad days, um, just the level of respect that, like, the experience from boxing show to the Barnett show, that's what I took away. It was like a little community. That's what it was. It was really crazy. It was mad. It just, I've just never experienced anything like that since. Respect wise. I mean, this week I've read in the, the press that there's a promoter out there, I won't name it, you know, because I'm not into that game, but a promoter out there named that, you know, he's sick of seeing people running around pretending that this and pretending that that, you know, and, and I think it was referring to the governor belt that we use. You know, I, I have stressed from day one, and I'd like to on this podcast again, to the, to the people of concerns that the belt that we've got is not connected to the, the old governor belt of Roy Shaw and Lenny McLean and all them guys, which I've got huge respect for, and all them guys are tough man. but we've done a different route we've, we've tried to find the toughest guy we can find not just in Britain but London or Liverpool or up north we're looking for the toughest guys in the fucking world man to come over and fight for that belt so you know we, we, we want to base it on who's the toughest guy out there in the pit who is he you know and we, we don't mean to push anyone's nose out of joint by making the belt we made it's Norman Buckland modern day governor who made the belt he wants it to be remembered in the game with this belt by his name which Gary Ferb had the honour of fighting for first and, and won royally by the way what a great performance and, you know Gary's retired it and now we'll wait it won't go out willy nilly every few months or anything. listen the guys are going to have to have had a lot of fights and they're going to have to approve themselves over time to get a shot at this belt Gary will sit with that belt 
now for a long time and then when someone's too worthy opponent to come up who've put the service into the game and whatnot we just believe our title should be about the king of the cobbles you know who's the hardest man on the, the, the road with the bare knuckles not 10 ounce or 12 ounce gloves in a 12 by 12 boxing ring that's all well and good and stuff and, and, and we've got the utmost respect for that title and, and who's held it but yeah. this is the real world, man. This is bare knuckle. This is, these guys are getting in here. They're hurting each other real bad, you know. And we just think there should be someone who's king of the pile at that, you know, apart from the world champion, Michael Marshall. We just think that, you know, an open weight. Well, I'm bringing a new belt out, by the way. I've announced this week that I'm bringing a new belt out. It's going to be called uh, the BMF belt. The Spartan BMF belt. And that's bad motherfucker. Now, you can have a lightweight fight and heavyweight in that. No fucking bother. It's whoever the toughest man in that bells is, you know. So yeah. we brought that out as well, and we just think it creates a bit of interest. I mean, you know, it, we are messing with Yeah, definitely spices things up. Yeah, back to the governor title. That um, it is a prestigious title, and a lot of people have claimed fame to the governor title. Um, we respect yeah. all fighters from everywhere. Um, and it would just be nice to see if they see regional governors if if they want to do a regional thing like a Newcastle governor against say a Birmingham governor governor or Liverpool governor or whoever from that organisation. I think that would garner a lot of attention. Can you agree on this podcast that if they're listening out there, um, we're not adverse to coming down to London to fight. You know, we 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 we, we they they're saying this their governor belts the real one. Ours is fake. Ours isn't fake. It's new. You know, we're not claiming that it's Lenny McLean's or it was Roy Shaw's or Norman Buckland's meant to have that belt, but it's not Norman's Buckland belt. We've invented it's a new storming Norman Buckland governor title for the pit. So all jokes aside and stuff, you know, I know that if, uh, there was a chance. I mean, I speak on his behalf, and I hope I'm saying the right thing. If I'm not, I'm sure he'll fucking correct me and clip me in the air, but I'm sure <laughs> Gary Baby would mind going down to London to find the best they've got for the title. Yeah, that would be interesting to see that. That would be definitely interesting yeah, to see. There's no drama about it. If, if, if it's a fight that could be made, get in touch with me. You know, we're all ears. Let's get a neutral venue halfway between London and the North. Let's get some neutral referee and some neutral judges, put them in there, and let's see how it fucking goes, isn't it? Yeah, that's... that's Basically, how we're probably going to have to get this settled if things, because I would hear the way not not to start crap, but it would be just interesting to see, like it, like a little tournament type thing. Excuse, what would you say there? Sorry, Christian. I agree with you 100%. There's no malice for me and there's no, oh, look at my belt's better than you. I mean, it's not connected to it. It's a different belt and I wouldn't put Gary's belt up because they wouldn't be fighting bare knuckle. If they were fighting for the other version, then it would be gloved, obviously. So, you know, you can't you can't let Gary lose his, 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 his bare knuckle governor title, you know, in gloves. Just the way that, you know, if Gary's going to put gloves on, then Gary's going to go down and fight for that belt if he put the gloves on and he chose to. Then he'd go down and put the gloves on and fight for that belt and, and see where he went. Now, if they wanted the belt off Gary, then I'm sure that, you know, I would be insisting that they took the fucking wraps off and got in there and had a proper scrap. <laughs> the real way. Is there any signs of... Any signs of your, uh, Gary soon uh, turning into the BKB? Any 
chance what, sorry? Any chance Gary's laddie can get back into the, into the BKB? Gary's son? Yeah. He's fighting at Newcastle. Is he? Yeah, and he's fighting in uh, Andrew Shields in Newcastle, Joe. Ooh. So we're looking forward to see Joe Furby. He's a bit tasty, so let's see how he does in the pit. It's, it, it's, good. it's good. It's good being a boxer with gloves and that, but this isn't boxing. This isn't a ring. This is a pit, and anything can happen, mate. Ah, I didn't know that. I'm surprised that I, I thought that was no plans, but I'm looking forward to that. No, Gary Furby's son, young Joe. If you're listening, Joe, all the best, kid. Uh, yeah, he was one of the first to put his name down. I mean, I did ring Gary and say, you're happy about it. He said, listen, you know, he, he's a good scrapper. It's up to him. He's a grown man, you know. So, yeah, he's on the show. Uh, we're excited to see how he does. He's looking forward to a good future with us as well. So, hopefully, he'll like it when he gets in there and he'll have another go, you know. So how many what how many fights is going to be on this show? Twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty five. It have to be that many because it don't last too long. <laughs> right. Ah, uh, that's pretty loud. Right. And no, there was there was twenty there was twenty fights on my last show, Spartan Six. Yeah. Crazy. We started with uh, three o'clock, four o'clock. And it was all over and dusted for eight. My God. Crikey. You know, so it was a long twenty five. That was a bit of an interval in between each fight as well, by the way. <laughs> well, right, Christian, I think we've pretty much uh, nailed everything that I've wanted to get out. Uh, do you want to plug anything else? Do you want to, want to mention any sponsors? Yeah, I, want to, I want to give a shout out to uh, all of my sponsors, which I really struggle with listing them, but uh, we've got <laughs> Systems. We've got Scott West Shellfish, we've got Pay Me Snapback Caps, we've got Pixie Entertainment, we've got we've got the Governor Sports and Nutrition, we've got Unka Sports, you do a few bits and bobs here, you get the fucking gist of But um, yeah, and I also want to say um, massive, massive thanks for welcoming us up the tune. We can't wait to come up and entertain you all. I know Gary's really excited about it, and I am too. And um, I'm looking forward to meeting you, Dad, and sitting at a table with you and a chat, not over the phone. Yeah, same you, Kristen, definitely. Um, I cannot wait. Like I said, it's been a long time since I was at a BKB, well, of any of that type of stuff. It's been a long time, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Really yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, we look forward to uh, doing a lot of building business in the future. So, a massive thanks for having us on the podcast as well, guys, because I've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed both sessions. Ah, that's been great, Christian. Like I said, uh, we'll keep in touch and we'll definitely get you on some time again, man, yet. Yeah, no problem whatsoever, fellas. So, uh, thanks for today, yeah. Yeah, uh, much appreciated. Thanks very much, Christian. That was, honestly, it was great. Thanks for talking to us. Thanks very much, Christian. I'll speak to you soon, Matt. One love, spot, man. I'll <laughs> Peace out, man. Ta-da. That was Christian Roberts, ladies and gentlemen, from Spartan Pit Fighting. Uh, what can we say? Interesting guy. Got a lot of plans ahead for his company. Very enthusiastic about his fighters. As promoters are, but he seems to genuinely care about each and every one of them. 
Uh, just like to give another shout out to the sponsors again. New Hemp CBD, oils, vapes, balms, all sorts for anything needing CBD. Uh, if you suffer arthritis, chronic pain, chronic nerve pain, anything like that CBD is great for. Uh, like I said, I can't can't make us take it but i would recommend it very highly uh newhemp.co.uk is the hip, uh, the website sorry we've got an online shop we've got lab results from the cbd uh, scientific studies and stuff like that they've got even got a blog on cbd of how it's helped people and giving them a greater quality of life and i've got a discount code here for you 15 percent discount uh, plain and simple lee block out letters and that's for 15% discount and that's at newhemp.co.uk uh, another shout out to Peep Magazine head over to their website peepmagazine.co.uk uh, photography archive and flickr uh, flickr.com forward slash peepmagazine uh, check out the youtube channel as well great footage over the years like I say amateur professional you name it they've done it uh, we've also got our merchandise for the Bad Blood Podcast. That's over at tpublic.com forward slash Bad Blood Podcast. We've got hats, hoodies, t-shirts, cups, coasters, phone cases, posters, pillars, you name it. <laughs> Run through the breath. That's over at tpublic.com and forward slash Bad Blood Podcast. Um, head over then, check out the merch. Let's see if there's anything you like. Again, I'd just like to give... A massive thank you to Christian for taking the time out to speak with again. Um, we had a wounded soldier. Matty wasn't here, but he was in spirit. Um, just joking, Matty. I hope you're keeping all right. Uh, we'll see you sometime next week. We'll have Matty on the podcast again. Hopefully get another fine guest on. What can I say? That's it, people. Thanks very much. Bye.